The following episode contains material of a graphic nature and coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. And I was holding her hands, and I kissed her and shit. I said, there ain't nothing that you can tell me that's going to make me fucking hate you. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. The fucking shit she told me, I wanted to fucking kill her my fucking self. Because I got a goddamn daughter named Samantha. <laughs> and I'm fucking about to die over this fucking bullshit. She said, Samantha Burns is right there. body continued today. This is the third effort for the national crew led by a North Carolina missing persons expert and the hope remains as strong as ever. The Marshall student Samantha Burns went missing in 2002. Chad Fultz and Brandon Basham were convicted of killing Burns and a South Carolina woman named Alice Donovan all after a multi-state crime spree. Chad Folks and Brandon Basham have both pleaded guilty to Samantha's abduction and murder and are now sitting on death row in Indiana. It never goes away. You never stop thinking, what if, maybe here, maybe there. It's just something that you always think about. Now, this all started six years ago when Burns was kidnapped. One of her, the men charged with her death recently sent a map to the people organizing the search. So now family and friends are standing by and hoping for closure. Welcome back to another episode of Serial Spirits, the podcast. It is me, your host, Brendan Shea, and joining me as always is my beautiful, lovely co-host, Annie Weebs. What's up, Shea Bay? What's up, Annie? Is Today, we are going to go off the rails a little bit. We're continuing our series on Missing Samantha Burns. And when we do these cases, we have to explore all avenues, whether bizarre or if they make sense, but this really is bizarre. Like, we're gonna talk about a guy named Jimmy Heisel who did a series of Facebook Live videos where he talks about having to do with missing Samantha Burns, and it gets crazy. Like, the stuff he talks about just goes everywhere. So the way this played out, July of 2017, the world is introduced to Jimmy Heisel. He is from Chesapeake, Ohio, which is about five minutes from Huntington where Samantha Burns went missing. He's a middle-aged tattoo artist who claims that his new wife, Rebecca, has divulged information to him that she had something to do with the disappearance of Samantha Burns and that Samantha's remains are buried on their property. Jimmy goes off the rails on this series of crazy Facebook posts that were seen not just locally, they were seen nationally, and it sparked Nothing short of an FBI investigation trying to find the remains of Samantha Burns based on the information that Jimmy and Rebecca were giving them. 
I almost regret having to bring this information to you guys because it seems so far-fetched and out there and off the rails of anything that had anything to do with the disappearance of Samantha Burns. But it's important because it brought Samantha's case back into the local and national spotlight. And you go back to the old adage, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I hate to say it, but that's kind of what Jimmy Heisel provided in this case, because it's the most recent search that has been conducted for the remains of Samantha Burns, no matter how it turned out. And we will go at the end of this episode, I have a timeline that I'm going to lay out for you guys of how this played out and what actually happened legally with Jimmy Heisel and his wife and local and national authorities at the end and how this case kind of all wrapped up. But what we want you guys to listen to first are the Facebook Live posts that Jimmy Heisel began in the summer of 2017. Guys, we are going to apologize in advance for the language in these videos. We have attempted to edit these and bleep out some of the profanity that Jimmy Heisel used, but it's so um, it's so prevalent that when you begin bleeping all of it out, you actually lose the context of the videos. So guys, parental discretion, absolutely advised. Listener discretion, advised. This is not one for the kids. We apologize for the language, but we feel that this is an important part of the story to tell you. Before we get into that, too, you have to remember that in in law enforcement, you know, this case is technically, I would say it's a closed case because there's been convictions, but Samantha Burns' remains have never been found. So any leads or whatever that that law enforcement can get, they they have a due diligence to to check up on. That's what the crazy part about this is, is that it came 15 years after Samantha Burns went missing, um, that all, all of this came about. So listen to this guy's rants and think for yourself if you believe this guy or you don't believe this guy, but he seems pretty sincere at first and it just gets crazy from there. So let's go ahead and listen to the first, we're going to listen to the first clip in its entirety and I apologize for its length, but you have to listen to it to get the full context of what's going on. Hey, this is Jimmy Heisel. I just want to let everybody know. I ain't making none of this shit up. I'm not on drugs. I'm not on anything. I don't do shit. I met this woman about six, seven months ago. Long story fucking short, I married her about two months ago. She said she's been trying to tell me something ever goddamn since we've been together. I've been cutting her fucking grass every fucking week I've been there. I come across the fucking bone, ask her questions about it. And, well, long story short, I found out more than I wanted to know. She'd been telling me shit for about six months about things about that pile. I've been wanting to move it and make a frog pond because I took a pool down and I was going to take the liner out and dig a hole and put a fucking koi fish pond, frog pond, whatever. Well, she told me, she's like, you don't want to do that. She says, there's things in the bottom of that hole that'll make you hate me. And she went on and on and on. Over the months, just fucking little head games. And finally, every time she'd talk to me about anything, I got that gut feeling that she was trying to hold shit back from me. So I was about to leave her ass. Not fucking exaggerating one little bit. I was about to fucking leave her ass. I said, bitch, I'm telling you right now. I said, you're out here doing something or or you're hiding something. I said, because I, I, I got this gut fucking feeling. I said, I'm not going to fucking put up with this bullshit no more. I said, I'm about to fucking leave. <laughs> 
She's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. She's like, what do you want to know? I said, I want to know one goddamn dark secret about your fucking life. We was drinking. I won't lie. Well, she's like, well, what do you want to know? And blah, blah, blah. And I, she just tried to turn shit around on me. She's like, why are you dogging me, motherfucker? Why are you always wanting to get in my shit? Why are you always want to know what's on my mind? I said, motherfucker, you're hiding something. And every goddamn time a fucking conversation comes up, you always try to make out like I'm fucking some mental motherfucker or some shit stir or some shit like that. I said, I found a goddamn bone out there in that burn pile. She grabs her fucking chest and she's like, oh my God, really? I said, yeah, fucking really. I said, won't you fucking tell me what the fuck's going on and what the fuck's out there? Well, she's like, I can't talk right now. I'm fucking drinking, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about this in the morning. I'm like, well, fuck you, motherfucker. I'm going to go lay down on the couch. So I went to bed on the fucking couch. Well, I get up next morning. I call my kayaking buddies, and you can ask them. I called everyone, and I said, oh, I'm going to cancel because uh, I got to go pay rent, which I did, but that wasn't the reason I canceled. Well, she come out on the fucking porch in her fucking bathing suit. She says, I'm ready. This is like 8 o'clock in the morning. I said, ready for what? She's like, go kayaking. I said, well, have fun. She's like, what do you mean? I said, I'm not fucking going nowhere with your fucking ass until you're fucking honest with me. So she starts pounding the fucking walls, cussing it like a goddamn sailor, freaking the fuck out. I'm like, what the fuck? I've never seen this side ever, ever. And I'd only been married to her for two months. Well, next goddamn thing I know, she comes out, puts her head down between her legs, sits there for about 20 fucking minutes. And I looked over, well, I'm only sitting like three foot from her. And I noticed a couple tears every now. I said, don't start the fucking pity party. I said, I ain't fucking playing that fucking bullshit. I'll be goddamn. She raises her head up and goes, <sighs> looks at me. She said, you sure you want to know? I said, there ain't nothing you can tell me that's going to make me fucking hate you. So I turned my sh chair facing her. I was like this close to her. And I was holding her hands and I kissed her and shit. I said, there ain't nothing that you can tell me <laughs> that's going to make me fucking hate you. <laughs> Fucking shit she told me, I wanted to fucking kill her my fucking self. Cause I got a goddamn daughter named Samantha. <laughs> and I'm fucking about to die over this fucking bullshit. She said, Samantha Burns is right there. And I fucking about had a heart attack. So I tried to play it off. I said, that ain't nothing. She said, well that ain't all, there's other bodies. And I'm like, whoa. So I said, well, you gotta, I fucking freaked the fuck out. I said, you got to get your ass to the fucking cops. And I said, you got to fucking tell them everything you told me. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. She said, why don't we just dig up the pile, throw it in Sims Creek, and go on about our life for the next fucking 30, 40 years. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. She said, you're already an accessory. I'm fucking, what do you mean I'm an accessory? She said, I done told, I said, oh, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to the fucking cops whether you come with me or not. I said, I'm going to give you the chance to tell your fucking story or I'm going to go in at her and tell them what you fucking told me. Well, she said, close the door and sit down. Calm down. So I went and got down fucking closed the door. She said, why don't you uh, just forget about this and let's go ahead and dig it up and we'll go ahead and put a koi fish pond there. I said, fuck you, bitch. I tried to dig that fucking hole up for fucking five fucking months and you kept jumping my ass over fucking leaving it alone. And I said, and then when I found a fucking bone, you want to start fucking shit and make me out of mental motherfucker. Well, I lost my business. I lost my home. I lost my fucking truck. I lost my kayaks. I lost every fucking thing. And then now she told me I opened up a goddamn can of worms that's going to get me fucking killed. She's got fucking a fucking goddamn nightmare I ain't never fucking heard. 
She told me shit that's stuck in my head. I can't even fucking sleep. And y'all motherfuckers want to act like I done lost my goddamn mind. I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to find fucking human remains. Mark my goddamn words. That's all I can say about that. And Rebecca Bocook Hughes, you're going to fucking see justice. I promise you, I will not fucking shut up. I will not fucking rest until you fucking see justice, you fucking dirty, black-hearted bitch. And that's all I got to fucking say. So if Jimmy Heisel is, is, is acting here, if he's lying, he should get an Academy Award because he goes off on this tangent, man. Like, you know, and it's just a normal conversation, I guess, to him because you'd be like, I was drinking, not going to lie, you know, and the story that we've covered so far, it's not, it's not funny. There's no humor in this whole aspect, but you get into something like this and it becomes comical because it's like, are these people really believing this or is this just a big gag because it's been 15 years since this happened like what the hell is going on here poor jimmy he lost his kayaks he, he lost just his he business. just wanted a koi pond he just wanted a koi pond he sounds like the worst country song ever written but see the thing first weebs, you 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 look at this video right you you listen to it like it, it's available online if somebody put it on youtube you know, all these videos of him doing these Facebook Live rants, they're all there, okay? And we'll get into other some, some of the other ones where he's getting, like, you know, comments as he's doing it, so he's trying to answer questions at the same time. But you hear him start out just, I was cutting her grass. You know, I, was, I cut, this, cut this girl's grass, like, I thought you were married to her. So how'd you go from cutting her grass to, like, sleeping on the couch that night? Like, we, so, so, like, th- there's all these weird things that just pop up in this video, but... The whole gist of the conversation is, if you didn't understand his rant, is that he met this girl, was doing all this work for her, eventually married her. She had this burn pile on her property, and he wanted to put a koi pond there. She fought him for months not to touch the burn pile, and then finally he got her to admit that there's bodies buried underneath this burn pile, and he wants her to go to the cops. So that leads us to how this whole thing started. So you guys have to understand that when Jimmy started posting these Facebook Live videos, it caught like wildfire here. Legitimately, I remember being at work and my best friend texting me and saying, oh my God, he's posted another video. And so naturally, all these people are watching as it happens. And like you said, Shay, people eventually started commenting back to him, asking questions. And so he brings up some really strange points in this first video that he talks about, he talks about finding the bone. There's no specification. Is it a human bone? Is it an animal bone? What type of bone does it appear to be? Obviously, Mr. Heisel is not a doctor, so he probably had no idea what he was dealing with there. Also, let's talk about his wife, Rebecca, for just a second. In some of the research that Shay and I have done, we have spoken with another person who said that Rebecca Bocook actually did know Chad Folks. In which, some, is, which is weird. Right, in some fashion. Well, remember, this is a, a small town yeah. that we live in, and Chad spent the majority of his life here. So apparently there was some connection between Rebecca Bocook and Chad Folks. He also talks about the other bodies. So if Samantha isn't the only one there, how many people does he think Rebecca has been associated with killing and why are they burning all of these people there on her property in Chesapeake, Ohio? It's just, it's mind blowing. And that's why when this started, so many people were just like, 
what the heck is going on here? Where did this guy come from? And why these claims 15 years after she disappeared? Well, this may be an off-color joke, but what does this lady have an ad in the phone book that says, hey, if you want to dispose of your people that you murder, please bring it to my property for this fee. I mean, that's almost what it sounds like. This woman just lets people bring deceased people on their property and then she disposes the body of for them. I mean, that's the, that's almost what it sounds like here. We have no idea. And so Jimmy goes on, he posts a second video. So that video we just listened to was originally published on July 9th of 2017. So at this point, they had started investigating these claims that Samantha Burns could be buried on this property. Now, Annie's going to go through a timeline of this investigation because the more Facebook Live videos we play, they get confusing to listen to. I was confused and I had to go back and re-listen to them a couple times to understand what's going on. So Annie's going to give you a quick rundown of the timeline of these events and then we'll continue on with the next video that he posted on July 17th. The timeline of the investigation of claims by Jimmy Heisel was reported on July 12, 2017 in an article by WOWK 13 News entitled, FBI and law enforcement finish the search of property in Samantha Burns' case. So this is the way that the timeline plays out from start to finish. And then Jimmy's videos start July 9th and kind of go off the rails from there. On July 2nd, 2017, the Lawrence County Sheriff's Office was contacted by the West Virginia State Police in reference to two persons at their office talking about their property in Chesapeake, Ohio. The complainant, Jimmy Heisel, and his wife, Rebecca Hughes, met Lawrence County Sheriff's Office deputies at the residence. Jimmy Heisel claimed that the remains of 2002 missing person Samantha Burns would be found in the large burn pile on their property. An agent with the Huntington, West Virginia FBI met with the deputy at the residence and interviewed both parties at the scene, Jimmy Heisel and Rebecca Hughes. The FBI agent and the deputy were shown the property and witnessed the debris of a large burn pile. Jimmy Heisel alleged that his wife Rebecca told him details and he claimed that she admitted to several more bodies being burned and buried in the burn pile. Heisel made several allegations, but Rebecca's statement was very different. On July 3rd, the FBI and Lawrence County Sheriff's Office returned to the property in Chesapeake and photographed the scene and burn pile as shown by Heisel, which was untouched. The FBI contacted a forensic investigator who specializes in recovery of buried remains, who then referred agents to a forensic investigator who specializes in the recovery of burned remains for their availability. Over the course of the next few days, FBI and local authorities continued interviews with Jimmy Heisel and Rebecca Hughes separately. However, the tip changed from being two bodies to four bodies being in the burn pile, those allegations coming from Heisel. However, Hughes' interview remained consistent from her previous statements. Oddly, the tip regarding Samantha Burns was soon discredited in the investigation due to the fact that the tip referred to a Mr. Mitchell Vickers being the one seen burning Samantha's body. However, Vickers was charged and arrested in 1998 in an unrelated murder for the beating death of a local news cameraman, Miller Aldridge. Aldridge was a longtime photojournalist at WSAZ News Channel 3 in Huntington, West Virginia. In June 1999, Vickers was sentenced to life in prison without the eligibility for parole in the murder of Aldridge. Vickers and Aldridge's wife, Trish, had had a previous relationship. Trish Aldridge was also charged with the first-degree murder. 
These allegations came from 1998, but Samantha Burns was not abducted until 2002. On the morning of July 6, 2017, Rebecca Hughes came to the Lawrence County Sheriff's Office stating that she was in fear from her husband, Jimmy Heisel, because of threats of harm. Rebecca was assisted by domestic violence advocates to obtain a protection order from Jimmy. On July 8th, Rebecca Hughes came to the Lawrence County Sheriff's Office again and filed a violation of a protection order against Jimmy Heisel for continued contact and threats made to her through Facebook and text messages. On July 10th, authorities obtained a search warrant for the residence and property of Rebecca Hughes and Jimmy Heisel. Rebecca was asked to meet officers at the property because she was no longer staying at the residence. Finally, on July 11, 2017, agents with the FBI, Huntington Violent Crimes Task Force, Lawrence County Sheriff's Office, Lawrence Drug and Major Crimes Task Force, and CSI from the Huntington Police Department continued the search of the property and sifting of burn piles and dirt. An excavator was brought in to dig further into the ground. With the assistance of a local contractor, a 20-by-20-foot 20 20 area was dug to nearly 8 feet deep in the primary burn pile, and then a second burn pile was also dug using the equipment. The dirt was witnessed not to contain human remains. On the evening of July 11th, agents, investigators, and officers completed the search of the property. Miscellaneous items had been collected through the entire two-day search. However, no remains were located. So I'm sure at this point that the uh, the property is closed off to Jimmy Heisel and his wife, and I'm sure that no information was really given to them as to what was going on and what was found. Because, I mean, how could you? How could you do that? How could you tell the property owner, like, yeah, we found remains on your on your property? Obviously, no arrests came from this, so this seemed to be like a big ruse, I guess, a, a made-up story. And the strangest part came from Jimmy Heisel himself saying that this man named Mitchell Vickers was the one that had been seen burning Samantha's body. Mitchell Vickers had been in jail since 1998 on an unrelated murder. So why his name came into this in the first place, unless Jimmy knew this man, knew that he had been convicted of murder, but just forgot his timeline, unless that was the reason and he's trying to pin this murder on Mitchell Vickers, why even bring up his name? Or he's just full of shit. I mean, obviously you heard the first video. He's very emotional and very heartfelt. And it, it seems to me he's not the kind of guy to put on be an actor because he's not winning Academy Awards for this shit. But at the end of the day, like just this, this is why it's it needs to be brought to light because it's so bizarre. We get into this next clip and you start to hear all these other bizarre details that come into effect. And it just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this story, but I really, me and Weebs thought it was important to just bring it to the light because we know there's been other uh, podcasts who have done a little bit of research into Jimmy Heisel and because it, it, it's a bizarre story and it makes no sense. So we're going to play this next clip that he released on July 17th of 2017. And it's the, f the first part of two Facebook lives that he did. Now, you'll hear this in a couple of the other videos that he must be in an area where he has pretty poor cell phone service because a lot of times his video cuts out. So uh, just bear with the clip. Again, we're going to play the entire clip just so you can get the whole feel of what the hell is going on here. All right. Everybody wants to know what the fuck's been going on. Well, I'll tell you what's been going on. Been fucking fighting trolls. Got so sick of it. They turned it into a fucking circus. 
I just deleted all the fucking posts. I wasn't going to put up with the fucking stress. Phone's been ringing off the fucking hook 24 hours a day for 17 fucking days. I ain't had hardly any sleep. And then shit started getting to me. Yeah, I do love my fucking wife. But I hate her at the same fucking time, if that makes any fucking sense. I mean, I was fucking dealing with issues. What can I say? But let's fucking get real. I get up the fucking morning. I go out. I'm mailing these fucking phones. And I get in there. The fucking things won't fit in the damn first package. So I go in. And as I'm doing the other fucking package. As I'm doing the other fucking package. I have to pull them all out. Well, this woman starts asking questions. I guess because I'm fucking all tattooed down or some fucking shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But next thing I know, this fucking dumbass fucking backwood cocksucker, she goes and calls a fucking law on me. Now the fucking state police is after me. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. And then I guess everybody's fucking kin up here or fucking it's deliverance country. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But every goddamn time I turn around, I can't walk anywhere without some motherfucker grabbing my hand and shaking it and making me more paranoid. Well, the post office lady calls the fucking landlord to where the fuck I'm at of these friends that I'm staying with. Next fucking thing I know, they're saying I'm armed and fucking dangerous. I said, what the fuck you mean armed and dangerous? So I pick up the fucking phone and I start packing my fucking shit. And I'm about ready to fucking get it. I'm like, fuck this bullshit. Cops are after me. I ain't gonna lie. So, being me, I said, fuck it. I went in and grabbed a goddamn beer. Cracked that motherfucker open, sat on the front porch, and called the goddamn state police myself. I said, my name's James Albert. I said, I hear you're looking for me. I'm right here in fucking Danby. Come and get me. They didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I said, well, I'm still here. I said, I hear Officer Summers is looking for me. And uh, so I called him. They gave me his number, and I fucking left a voicemail with his fucking ass. I said, I'm willing to sit down with you, tell you what the fuck I know about some fucking tips on some fucking bullshit that I know from my fucking wife. I said, I really don't want to talk about it. But I said, but since I'm up here, I might as well come well, because I can't goddamn go nowhere because of these fucking trolls, and I'm fucking feeling like a goddamn prisoner. And I ain't even in jail. It's a fucking cigar, people. Tonight. It ain't a fucking blunt. <laughs> but I can roll one like that. But straight up. Anyway, the landlord's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. They're making kids run every fucking where and every goddamn thing. And I'm like, man, y'all ain't got to do this. I'm leaving. You know, I go out on the fucking front porch. I call the fucking cops myself. So I have to fucking go down tomorrow. I'm shaking like a dog shutting razor blades. I won't lie. I got to go down tomorrow and fucking meet this motherfucker. But I'm sitting here thinking, once they get me in there, you know, I don't know how that shit works. They'll start asking questions. And then something will fucking happen to where they'll detain me because of a fucking federal investigation. And I don't know if I'm going to sit for that shit. I'm just saying. There's a little bit of rabbit going on in my blood. And uh, y'all motherfuckers might think I'm kidding, but I'm not. I'm about fucking about ready to bounce this motherfucker. And I don't know where. I have a, cut, I have a fucking clue. Because, I mean, I got some places close. You know, within whatever, but... Anyway, I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't fucking know what to do. I'm, I'm fucking tired of running. So that's why I called fucking cops today. So you're fucking looking for me. I'm here. But I ain't goddamn armed and dangerous. I'm sitting here drinking a fucking beer waiting on you.
And that's the goddamn truth. You know? But fucking every, a rumor got started that I was armed and dangerous. You back him in a corner, he's going to come out swinging and shooting. People, come on. I'm not on fucking drugs at all. I bought a 30 pack of beer the other night, and there's still some of it in the damn thing. And I drank it with some friends the other night, and I ain't drank but about four or five of them motherfuckers. I haven't hardly had any fucking sleep. And that's about the only thing to calm my fucking nerves down. And I don't even hardly drink. I mean, but when I do, I want to, but I didn't really even want to. So I didn't really get no fucking sleep last night. I fucking literally fucking passed out from exhaustion about 12 o'clock this afternoon. Out. But during that fucking little episode this morning, I'll tell you a little change of event. Oh, Mrs. Bocook thought I was going to fucking be completely off the fucking internet so she come out of fucking hide and she started calling some of her fucking friends down in Georgia and shit like that and they're like hey uh, and I got the text messages I swear to God people she's like hey I was planning on coming down there and uh, taking an airplane down hang out for a while uh, is there any way that you can come pick me up from the airport <laughs> well let's put it this way her best friend told her to go fuck herself and she wrote me and said Jimmy I believe you 100 fucking percent and I got the fucking text messages to prove it I got the entire conversation to prove it because I record everything nowadays. I ain't fucking, this dog don't hunt in that fucking stupid woods like that woman I was living with. When she said there's bodies there, immediately I didn't trust her because <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, how many motherfuckers trusted her that's laying in that hole? And that's just my fucking theory. And I'm sitting there laying there and she's like, well, won't we just dig it up and forget about it and all this bullshit? And I'm like, ah, you know, I know I just married her and shit and I do love her. You know, it's a very fucking hard decision to make. And I'm sitting here thinking, the trolls last night, you know, I got thinking, you know what? I wish this, she was a serial killer. If she was, she'd go out killing trolls because they don't give a fuck about justice. They just want to fucking get attention and start shit. And that's the goddamn truth. And I don't really give a fuck about justice. But in this matter, I was laying with that fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I've done time. Yeah. And it was for throwing a fucking brick through a gas station window and done goddamn 10 years for that shit. But she's got four bodies on her property and she's out here working at Humana and uh, taking care of elderly. Motherfuckers around her dying all the time. I think they need to investigate some of that shit. They need to investigate every one of her fucking patients. And I'm going to tell you why. Because she had me forging fucking documents for her and I didn't even realize what I was doing. She's like, can you sign Donald Atkins on this for me? I'm like, why? She's like, I forgot to get him to sign it yesterday. And, you know, he's one of my old patients and he's, he got arthritis in his hands and shit like that. And he can't hardly write anyway. Can you kind of like write it like an old man? I'm sitting there drinking my cup of coffee, smoking a joint in the morning, getting ready to go to work. I said, fuck, I, does that look good? She's like, as long as it don't look like my writing, I'm good. And if y'all don't believe me, look up Donald Atkins, A-T-K-I-N-S, in uh, the Humana system. That's one of her patients. There's a, uh, I must have forged his signature three or four times. Yeah, I'm uh, what you call redneck dumb, I guess. Because I'm sitting here telling on myself for what the fuck I did, but I didn't realize I was, I didn't realize I was doing anything wrong. Because I trusted her. Y'all don't understand, I trusted this woman. <laughs> I loved her too. And, <laughs> it's kind of hard to fucking believe anybody, but, you just sit there and you've got this gut fucking feeling she's holding something back and then when she tells you this, you're there's no fucking way that you can fucking wrap your mind around it. You know, I couldn't wrap my mind around none of that shit. Next thing I fucking know, it's like, I'm packing my shit. Before the cops even left the first night, I was gone. I went to my ex-wife's house, freaking the fuck out. I said, hey, look here. We need to talk. 
I think I married a fucking serial killer. Oh, man, you can pick him. Well, wasn't trying to pick him, motherfuckers. I think the bitch was stalking me. <laughs> I mean, she kept coming and coming and coming and coming for fucking tattoos that didn't make no fucking sense. And uh, the fucking guy that introduced me to her was my neighbor across the fucking street, Jeff Drone, Drown, whatever his fucking goddamn name was. He's dumber than fuck. But anyway, he was letting her fucking spend a night in her goddamn house, in his house and all that fucking shit. Next thing I fucking know, he introduces me to her and she starts stalking me on fucking Facebook. We're starting to sext and do all this fucking stuff over the internet. And I thought, well, fuck, this is awesome as fuck because hell, I ain't getting nothing at home. I ain't been doing a damn thing. Hell, me and my old lady done had a falling out years ago. Sex was out the picture, <laughs> you know. If I, if I wanted any uh, fucking alone time, it was one of them kind of things. So I just got one word to say about that video. Wow. There's just so much to it and so much weird stuff going on. You know, There's parts of the story that you don't understand and I didn't understand. And we get into a lot of it when we talk to uh, a guy that we had worked with. But he's talking about this package and he's trying to get these items to fit in this package. And I was confused and lost when I first listened to this, but... Um, Annie's going to give you a little insight and then we're going to play the second part of this Facebook live video here because he, he lost the call because he's having a storm. So he started his Facebook live again and we'll, we'll finish out what was left of that. It's a lot shorter than the last clip, but Annie, can you talk a little bit about what he's talking about when he's trying to make these things fit in a package? So this second video he has aired six days after the conclusion of the investigation of his property by the FBI. He says he's deleted a bunch of these other Facebook videos that he had posted. He claims he's being harassed, so he's left town. He's staying with friends. But what you're missing in there, the phones that he's talking about, are what he claimed were burner phones that he found hidden in the walls of Rebecca Bocook's trailer. So as all this is transpiring, he finds out that she's claimed that Samantha Burns is buried on this property, he finds all these cell phones hidden in the walls of the house. In the meantime, he has somehow come in contact with this Canadian reporter who he says is coming down to Ohio to start detailing this story. He claims that this woman is going to put together the story and write a book and they're going to publish it and everybody's going to see that the claims that he made were real. So he says he goes to this small town post office. I think he said Danby, which is a small town in West Virginia. So he's in the Danby post office. He's putting these burner phones into a mailer to send to this reporter and the police are flagged again. So now he has to go back and start giving more testimony to the police officers. And what about the claims too that he has that this woman's a serial killer? She works for what do you say, Humana? Oh my God. And he, uh, you know, he thinks that they should look into her patients because she might be killing off her patients. Like that's a bold claim. So I've looked up Rebecca Bocook on Facebook and she does in fact have herself listed as a nurse by profession. So I guess it's totally possible, but now he's talking about insurance fraud. You know, he's claiming that he has forged the signature of this elderly person on some of these documents. I don't know who she works for. Humana is an insurance company and they do staff nurses basically to look into the care of their patients. But most of the time that is to eliminate fraud. It's to eliminate insurance fraud. So it almost sounds by these claims, if she works for Humana, like she is doing the very job that she is there to make sure is not done, which is insurance fraud. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. And we told you at the beginning of this episode, this story goes everywhere. So let's listen to his uh, continuation of uh, his Facebook Live on the same night after he lost service due to a storm. Well, anyway, there's a storm going on. I keep getting dropped by my signal and shit like that. But like I said, she started hitting me up on Facebook. I started hitting her back and all this bullshit. I mean, we started sending each other fucking nudies starting out like that. And then it started going into little porns. And then, fuck, when I left my ex-wife, I ended up getting with her. And it was going to be like a hit it and quit it kind of thing. But it didn't turn out like that. I ended up marrying a fucking idiot. I don't know what the fuck happened. I mean, she liked what she liked. I don't know why, but it was fun. I'll say that. It was one hell of a ride. Right now, I've rode fucking... 1,500 fucking miles in 17 fucking days, and I'm goddamn sick and fucking tired of running. That's why I went out there and sat on the fucking steps today. It's like, look here, motherfuckers. My name's James Everett I'm right here. I ain't fucking running. So I called the state police on myself because I ain't trying to bring no goddamn heat on my family and friends because, hell, they ain't done nothing. I ain't done nothing. Next thing you fucking know, like I said, I'm with this woman. I'm with her for like six months. There's a lot of fucking questions and a lot of conversations me and her had. And there's a lot of stuff she's told me. But there's a lot of it that stuck to my fucking head that didn't really fucking click until she told me Samantha Burns was laying right there. And that's when every fucking thing just fell into fucking place and I about had a heart attack. And I'm like, well, that ain't nothing. She's like, well, that's not it. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, there's three more there. I'm like, what the fuck? Get your motherfucking ass in the car. She already told me two names. By the time she was getting ready, I was, by the time she was getting ready to tell me a third and fourth, I said, I don't want fucking hear no more. If you ain't got no fucking goddamn, uh, whatever in this, get your ass in the car and let's go down here and get this shit straightened out. And I said, not you tell them the way you told me or I'm going to goddamn tell them the way you told me. And I ain't going to bullshit no goddamn buddy. I am not making this fucking shit up. I don't give a fuck what the trolls say. I'm not going to be goddamn sitting here answering every fucking buddy's question because I'll just deactivate Facebook and say, fuck it. But it's my life, people. I don't know what the fuck I done wrong, but goddamn if I fucking... <laughs> Man. I told her. I said, if you love me, you'll tell me what the fuck you're holding back. I said, because I'm fixing to leave your ass. She didn't want to talk to me that night because we was drinking, so I went and slept on the fucking couch. Next goddamn morning, though, she fucking talked to me after she found out that I canceled that fucking kayak trip and went the fuck off on me. You know, she goes in there pounding the walls, and I ain't never seen her that way before. Anyway, she comes out there, and she asked me if I'll... She said, you really want to know? And she made a few gestures and put her head between her fucking legs. She sat there for a good spell thinking about it. That's when I seen a tear coming down her face, and I said, don't start that fucking black bullshit. I don't want to hear it. I hate to fucking see a woman crying. I do. I see my mom cry over life, and I don't like it. But anyway, it's been rough. And everybody wants fucking hell. Yeah, it's, it's been really rough. And everybody's like, oh, I want, they want to help. They want to this and they want to that. I'll tell you what. I'm not getting help by people sitting there texting me and asking me fucking questions. 
I'm not getting help when everybody's sending me pictures of their dead kids and asking me if I know them or if she mentioned this name. I'm not getting fucking help when everybody's sitting there fucking telling me their fucking stories about their brothers and sisters and their daughters and whatever. People. I've got my own fucking problems. And I'm trying to live with them. Shit's got me tore up. So there's your daily dose. So that video cuts out right at that point. Poor Jimmy Heisel. It's been rough for him, hasn't it? It's been so rough for him with all this stuff going on. And these two people claim that the body of Samantha Burns is buried on their property. And that's pretty bold. A bold uh, accusation to make. You know, not even thinking about her family or anything else. It's all about poor Jimmy Heisel and what's been going on with him. What I find most interesting from that part is that he says he knows the names of the other people who are buried on this property. But as this has played out over the past two years, those other names have never been released. And since there were no other bodies found on the property, that, you know, led to the conclusion that whatever he was telling the authorities was probably inaccurate information. But I would love to know who he thinks those other three bodies are on the property and what possible connection they could have had to his wife. And like I said in the beginning, what is this What is this woman running like a, a, a place where you just dispose of bodies? This this whole story makes no sense. And the I mean, they just get drunk one night and all of a sudden she decides that she's going to tell this deep, dark secret. And exactly 15 years later to the disappearance of Samantha Burns, like it just sounds like a game to me. I, I honestly am just at a loss for words because it just it goes 50 million directions. And you hear him talk. You hear him say he gives you explicit details on all this stuff. You know, he gives you details like, oh, I was, uh, you know, drinking coffee and 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 smoking a joint and also not to sign this paperwork for her like you know these little side things oh yeah i told that guy he's a little piece of shit you know what i mean he does this and he does that whatever but anyways you know it there's just so much detail to the story it's like what do you believe where are we going with this what does johnny so-and-so have to do with this story you know and he goes on a tangent about this this and this and it's all just bizarre so we get into the fact that they do not find anything okay they don't find anything and there's about three or four more videos and they are extremely long, and we're not going to play them because they're like 20, 30 minutes long. He goes and he's answering questions. You know, people are asking questions on Facebook Live. He's responding to them. He's getting mad at some of them because people are saying he's he's full of shit and all this other stuff. And he goes on his normal rants and everything else. But he also, he does another video where he talks about the update of what they found or what they didn't, the lack of what they didn't find on the property. I think it's important to hear the entirety of the video because you can hear how bizarre this guy is and how bizarre these claims even are. And the simple fact that they did not find anything leads you to believe that they're full of shit, right, Annie? I mean, they're full of shit. I mean, don't you think, like, you claim that there's bodies on this property and they find nothing? You know, they're pointing to the spot where these bodies are supposedly at and they dig the depth that they tell them to dig and they find nothing. I mean, that leads you to believe that these people are full of shit, correct? I think he felt that something was actually there, whether he knew it or not. He says that he found this bone, which apparently was never produced to the police. The police were not able to produce any type of forensic evidence from that dig at all. So at this point, I think that's why people are reaching back out to him during these Facebook Live videos that he is doing, saying, asking for details, asking him where this information came from. And now he's getting defensive about it because he says, listen, this is my life. I'm being harassed. My family's being harassed. 
I never asked for any of this. Oh, but Jimmy, in a way, yes, you did. You want to put all that out there on Facebook with all these details. You're going to start getting questioned because you're talking about a story that was so highly publicized in our area for so long. You got to understand if you're putting that information out there, people are going to ask questions and rightfully so. So we're going to play a little clip from a video he did on July 18th, 2017. It's 40 minutes long, so feel free to go ahead and look that video up yourself. But we're going to just play a little bit of it. And... Then we're going to get into an update that he did where nothing was found. So finally, all the you know evidence was released, apparently, and they found that there was nothing there of substance to their story. So let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of the first clip. Um, like I said, it's extra long, so you can look that entirety up for yourself. It's on YouTube. And then we'll go ahead and listen to the update that he did, which is only three minutes long. All right. I guess I'm going to try to sugarcoat this and not use so many words like cuss words because some people might find this offensive. So the story goes as the story is. I've been telling the truth all along. No one wants to believe me. I want to cuss so bad because I'm so mad that they are shutting me down. Every time I turn around, I can't finish any video because they want to shut me down. They don't want the fucking story out. I went to uh, Instagram. I got shut down three times. They don't want the fucking story out. I'm going to tell you this way, man. It goes farther than anybody thinks. The clan's involved in it. I mean, the sheriff's department in, in two states, Kentucky and fucking uh, Ohio. She's got family that's in the, the, the police department. I'm not sitting here trying to blackball her, but I'm fucking mad because nobody wants to fucking believe me. But, you know, what? what's... What's, there, there it went. I said, fuck, son of a bitch. All right, the cat's out the bag, so let's get fucking real. When it all comes down to it, it's fucking truth. I was told this shit. I believe this fucking shit because I was holding a fucking bone in my goddamn hands. Period. End of story. When I brought it up to her, she grabs her chest like that. She didn't want to talk that night because we was drinking. But we was fucking sober when we was talking. You know, none of these news reporters want to tell the, the, the fucking story the way it was. They want to blame everything on me, that, oh, abuse of this, abuse of that. I've never abused that woman in my life, never raised my voice to her. I did raise my voice to her that fucking day because I was fucking, it was hard to wrap my head around. It was so hard to wrap my head around, it's driving me a little bit what they call mental. You know, it's kind of hard to fucking wrap your head around shit like that, that you're married, you really love somebody. And then all of a sudden, she tells you something like that. It's like, whoa, I don't know if I can trust this woman. I don't care how much I fucking love her. You know, and as far as like the nightmares and the stress that I'm going through, I would almost compare it to something like Vietnam. I mean, because, I mean, it's reoccurring over and over and over and over, and I can't get the shit out of my head. I took it personal, I did, because I have a daughter named Samantha. So this next part is the update. Uh, the title of the video is Update, Nothing Found in Search for Samantha Burns. Look here, I'm out in the middle of no goddamn where. The messed up thing is, everybody's blowing me up. My phone's running dead every five minutes. Before this fucking video's over, I'm going to end up fucking having the damn thing shut down on me and everything else. I ain't come up here to ask anybody for any fucking money. All this GoFund bullshit, stick it in your ass. I didn't ask for it. 
I'm not the fucking type of person that wants a fucking handout. I had a goddamn business. I've had businesses all my fucking life, and that's what I do. I'm a tattoo fucking artist. I got all my fucking tattoo shit with me, and watch it. I ain't asking you for shit. I'll get it on my fucking own. Just keep that in mind. Now, all this fucking bullshit, everybody seeing dollar signs and all this bullshit, all this go, uh, GoFund bullshit, I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what... I don't know how to work none of that shit and don't want to learn how to work none of that shit. I'm 51 goddamn years old. You think you're going to try to teach this old dog new tricks? I know how to fold money. I know how to work Western Union, but I'm not asking you all for shit. I've got fucking my, every bit of my tattoo shit here. I will fucking make it. I'm not asking nobody for nothing. All I'm asking is some motherfucker to believe me when they start digging fucking shit up. I'll guarantee you they'll find a fucking hammer. They will also find fucking uh, human fucking remains. And the hammer is the murder weapon to the Channel 3 news guy. Take it for what it's worth. I'm not fucking lying. And all you cousins to fucking Rebecca Bocook Hughes, suck my fucking dick. And that's it. The video cuts out because he loses service. So this guy, I mean, he's all over the place with this shit. And it, it, it's kind of hard to swallow a little bit that people actually would do this. And like we had said, I believe that he believes that this actually happened. I mean, I honestly believe that he believes it. And the search concludes with nothing being found. So where do we go from here, Annie? Like, what, what is this story? <laughs> what is this story? Where does this story end? He's referring again to this Canadian reporter that he has made contact with who is coming to Ohio to do this documentary on what Jimmy Heisel has found um, as far as the remains of Samantha Burns are considered. This next clip that we want to play for you is part of an interview, a phone interview that he does with this Canadian reporter. The sound quality is not fantastic, but you can hear the main points in there. He's basically kind of laying out now details that you've not heard him talk about before as far as the disappearance of Samantha Burns and how his wife may have played a part in that. And this is only the second part of this phone interview. It starts out with him describing what happened to Samantha Burns, and you'll hear questions being asked by this Canadian reporter. I told her, I said, you need to you know, tell me one dog to 
So here, Annie, we see the first connection that there could be between uh, this guy's wife, Rebecca, and Chad Falks and Brandon Basham, because he talks about right at the beginning that they, she sounds, what it sounds like to me is they, she helped dismember Samantha Burns. Whether how truth that is or not, you know, we'll never know. But also, he makes reference to the fact that she used to have kids over there to have parties all the time, which could be another way how she met Chad Falks. He's making associations here for the first time of factual elements that we know from the disappearance of Samantha Burns. He talks about German Ridge Road, which was where Samantha's car was found on fire the night that she disappeared. So he claims that Rebecca went out to German Ridge Road to find Chad Volks and Brandon Basham. He even talks about the route that they took back to Ohio, which 
it is factual. You He talks about German Ridge Road to Harvey Town, which is this little area across the 17th Street Bridge, which takes you back into uh, Ohio, back into the Chesapeake area. So that he then goes on to say they took Samantha's body back to Chesapeake. He says his wife decapitated Samantha, and then they dismembered her body, put her into bags, and spread her all over the property. Okay, so if you're saying now she's spread all over the property, then why did you say she was in the burn pile? You hear the deviation of his story there from what he said before, the burn pile, to she's in bags all over the property. Yeah, it, it goes all over the place. I have to say, you know, the reference into the timeline of events of what happened to Samantha Burns, it is laid out, it is public record. People do know, it, you know, it, if you look at any of the, the court documents and all that stuff, it is laid out, the description of what happened. So he could be taking it from that, but he makes reference to getting directions back to his house, which is strange at that event. You know, that, that probably would have been the route that they would have took to get back there. I'm not leaving anything you know, any stone unturned with that as far as like, th- this This is a possibility that this happened. I mean, I, I don't at this point think that there's not an explanation of what could have happened here. But I can tell you this, his story does, like Andy said, deviate from all these different details he's been giving throughout all these live videos that he's done. So whether or not you believe him at this point, I'm leaving that up to you, the listener. So Jimmy Heisel's last video happened on Tuesday, July 18th, 2017. And this uh, was the last time that he did a live Facebook feed about this case. So it's uh, 20 minutes long. Do you want to hear the whole thing? I don't know what it says. <clears throat> well, we'll listen to it and then we'll just... We're going to play... We're going to play this video and... This video is about 20 minutes long. We're going to play this video and we're going to clip in what we think is the most pertinent parts about this video. So bear with us and listen to what this guy has to say in his final final Facebook Live. I guess it's time for the trolls to party. Everybody's wanting to chime in and say something about this Western Union thing. Well, there was a lot of people that hit me up and said, hey, man, if we can help you in any way, just let us know. And I said, well, I don't know. They, they, everybody wanted to start out with this GoFund bullshit. I said, the only thing I know how to use is Western Union. They're like, well, what do we need uh, to do? I said, well, I guess just go down there and drop money off. But as far as, like, me asking them to do that, when it comes right down to it, they was asking me if they could help me. And they started talking about this GoFund bullshit. I said, I don't know nothing about that. I've been saying that all along. I said, the only thing I know anything about is the money grams and the Western Unions and shit like that. And that's the truth. All I have is an Ohio ID. I never said, hey, uh, send me Western Unions, blah, 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 blah. I want money, blah, 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 blah. No. People chimed in and asked me, how can I help you? And how can I do this? And how can I do that? And all it was was motherfucking so-called trolls. Uh, and I'd, I'd tell them my name and I'd send them my ID. And then they'd go straight on the internet and twist it like, oh, he's doing this for a uh, profit. And he's trying to... Uh, gang something from it there's no motive I have no motive in this fucking fight the only motive in this whole fucking fight is closure for the fucking families that's it period and maybe find me a goddamn psychiatrist when this is all over with that way I can get some fucking proper sleep and you know have a little ease of mind because I don't know what I'm going to do I mean today's day 18 this is, to, to me this has been going on for 18 fucking days 
For you all, it's been entertainment. But for the family, there ain't nothing funny about it. Straight up. There ain't nothing funny about it. Now, I've never asked nobody for nothing when it comes right down to it. Now, if they, they said something, I, they said, how can we help you? Now, that's been every freaking question. How can we help you? And every single time someone has offered to help me, it has got twisted around and got posted out like I was using this for a fucking money scam. And it's nothing like that. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing like that. But everybody wants to fucking put their two cents in. Everybody wants to fucking, I guess, be famous or fucking Lord knows fucking what. I wish my name wasn't even in this mess. But the only way I got any kind of attention on this whole matter is because I threatened the fucking cops if they didn't do the job I was going to do this. And that's what I'm doing. Well, guess what, people? They're doing their fucking job, and they're doing a damn good job. And I'm telling you right now. They're doing such a goddamn good job. They're doing just like you all. They're setting up these fake fucking accounts. They're on this motherfucker. And they're fucking sending friend requests to your all's dumbasses too. Because if they have a suspicion of anything, you already got them on your friend's page and don't even realize it. Swear to God, man. This is so fucking big, you all have no fucking clue how big this is. It was big enough to make me leave. And throw my shit in the back seat of the car with no fucking suitcase, no no bags, no nothing. I throwed everything I owned in a big pile. Dirty clothes and all. Wait a minute, and I mean, I was gone. I didn't fuck around. I didn't ask questions. I got the fuck out of town. When someone tells me I'm going to fucking die after holding a fucking bone in your hand saying that, yeah, you open up a goddamn can of worms, it's going to get you killed and possibly me too. Oh, nah, -uh. You know, I, I fucking dog don't hunt in them woods. I'm fucking rabbit, baby. I'm gone. I ain't going back. Sorry. Y'all want fucking tattoos from me? Come to fucking Vermont. I'll give you a fucking goddamn hell of a deal. I'll take off the mileage for the fucking cost of the tattoo. So if you drive however fucking many goddamn miles, I'll hook you the fuck up. But you're going to have to give me a few months because I don't know what I'm going to do right now. You know, I really don't. I could probably, if I didn't have this shit in my head, and if I wasn't shaking, and if I had sleep and shit like that, and was rested up, I could probably make all kinds of fucking money. But I don't see that happening right now. There's goddamn something going on in Huntington, and in Chesapeake, and the tri-state area. Y'all don't have a fucking clue. Y'all just overlooking it. Just watch your children. Watch your children. Hold them close. Because there's going to be somebody like me one day that no one's going to believe, and he's going to say, I know where your kid's at. And you're always going to be dying for answers. And ain't nobody going to believe him. Because these fucking people out here thinking it's, oh, well, uh, whatever. And I'm being honest, man. I've never been so fucking honest in my fucking life. And that's the goddamn truth. You know, as far as that Western Union bullshit, I'm going to be honest with you. I never asked nobody when it comes down to it. They fucking texted me. I have every single fucking text everybody has ever wrote me. I haven't fucking deleted one. Not one text have I deleted. Not one phone call have I fucking erased. Nothing. My phone is evidence. And believe me, it's all going to come to light. And all you lying son of a bitches out there acting like you're wanting to uh, spill your little bleeding hearts and help me. There's been a lot of people that's texted me here lately that, well, how can I help you? I'm like, no thanks. I'm good. I, I fuck that. I'm not, no. Y'all can twist that shit the way you want. But the fact is, I brought this shit forward because there's something going on in the tri-state area. I didn't want to stumble across it. I didn't even know I did. But I did. And I'm the type of motherfucker, I'm not going to goddamn lay down. 
everybody's going to know about this shit. Why? I'll tell you fucking why. Because if it was my kid, there ain't no fucking, I wouldn't stop until I found her. Period. And that's the way I feel now. I feel like I'm on a fucking mission. I really do. And it's not just for them four. I've been getting pictures of dead people every fucking day. Asking me, have you seen my loved one? Did she mention this? Uh, they was di they disappeared about this year, and they was driving this. Was there any cars mentioned? Uh, I hear this every day, and I feel for them. I really do. They need to be somebody out there like me. That ain't afraid to fucking dig. Y'all can dig up dirt and talk shit on the internet. Well, put that goddamn talent to work, man. Put it to work. So, so far in this video, he's basically blaying out the idea that there's a conspiracy going on in the tri-state area that we have to watch our kids and watch and hug them every day because they all know something and we don't and he's he's the only one who knows the truth now this kind of borders on a little bit of maybe some kind of mental disorder i don't know how you feel about that annie but it's uh he's he's going all out here in this last video I think the biggest part of the conspiracy that you hear there is Western Union and GoFundMe because he has made it evident that people are now attempting to send him money. And one of the videos details that he had walked away from his job, he had sold some of his belongings, and he's just living basically with friends from one couch to the next. Yeah, he lost his kayaks, too. He lost his, oh, no, Shay, he lost his, oh, no, he lost his kayaks. He lost his kayaks, so now he doesn't even have a pastime anymore. Oh, no, he has no hobbies. He has no job. What is he going to do? Apparently, Facebook videos, that's what he's going to do. So he's now receiving money from Western Union, GoFundMe, Shay, who else asked me for Western Union money? Uh, Chad Falks did. Chad Falks sure did. In that first letter that he sent to me that you guys heard on uh, the previous episode of Serial Spirits Missing Samantha Burns, Chad Falks also asked me for money to be sent by Western Union. Coincidence? Who knows? It's a conspiracy. Apparently there's a huge one in the tri-state area. So yeah, Jimmy Heisel here is telling everyone that he doesn't want the money. So... Let's listen to his continuation on his rant here in his final video. Put that shit to work. I mean, really, get it to work. Do it. Make, make some productive choices out of that shit. And get out there and dig. Find out what the hell you can. I'll guarantee you, the more you look, the more you'll see that there was a clan party bigger than you can imagine. So fucking deep in Chesapeake, right there on that fucking property... And I'll find it. Now, when I fucking find it, oh, my God, I'm going to post that shit everywhere. And then you all going to fucking think, well, motherfucker, there might be a little bit of truth to this. There's more truth to it than anybody will ever believe. This is beyond big. When you're standing there with a fucking bone in your hand, it kind of makes you fucking, you know, appreciate life a little more. When you're looking down and you're sitting there thinking, wonder what the fuck they did to end up getting in that hole. And then she's like, Jimmy, I, I love you. I wouldn't hurt you. You got to trust me. I looked dead at her. I said, how many motherfuckers in that hole trusted you? Fuck you. I'm packing my fucking shit. And then before the law even left, because I didn't want to get shot, I left when the law was still there. Swear to God I did. I went straight to my ex-wife's house, knocked on the door, and we ain't got along for a while. I knocked on the door, I said, we need to talk. She's like, oh shit, what's wrong? And she knew something was wrong by the look on my face. 
She sat there, she turned pale as a fucking ghost when I told her the story. Oh my God. My family's terrified. My mom won't shut the fuck up. Those baby fucking went and run her fucking mouth to her and told her some shit too. And believe me, my mom's one of them motherfuckers. She don't mind fucking telling the fucking truth. She'll get right out there and she don't give a fuck if you don't like it. And if you fucking even disrespect her in her face, she'll smack a dog shit out of you. I ain't lying. And she'll stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. That's my mom. This DVP, I'm going to take pictures of every bit of it. And I'm going to put it on the internet. And then you all tell me what you all think about it. You all can chime in. I don't give a fuck if you all want to be negative about it or what. I don't even give a fuck, to be honest with you. But the facts are the facts. This is this ain't even worth to wipe my ass on. I might even get a paper cut on my asshole because it ain't worth it. I mean, it's, it's really stupid. It's the stupidest charge. I mean, when I read it, I could not believe what I was reading. It's so fabricated. That should be a hint right there how manipulative this fucking bitch is. Not only is she manipulative, she manipulated every fucking juvenile kid in Chesapeake. Every mother in Chesapeake hates her because she's the most hated bitch in town for being a, uh, a, a KKK white supremacy fucking recruiter. Her favorite thing, she told me, she said, yeah, I like getting them young and dumb. I like getting them drunk and promising them some pussy and tell them a little bit about a religion and they'll do any fucking thing for you. And I mean anything. I didn't know what she was getting at until, you know, she's got a few people on death row, four people's in the ground, and there's still probably eight or ten people walking the fucking streets. And most of them's related to her. So, Annie, could this be a segue to why maybe he says there's ties to Chad Falks in this because she was a KKK recruiter? Well, this is the first time that we've heard about the KKK, so... It this is an interesting side note, though. In years past, it was known that the KKK was active in Chesapeake, Ohio. So there is a place called the Chesapeake Community Center that we used to do paranormal investigations at. And they claimed that some of the hauntings there had to do with the fact that it had been used before by the KKK for their meetings. The Klan was active in that area. So is it completely off the wall to say that there are people in Chesapeake still active in the KKK? No, it's not completely off the wall to think that they would have been talking about meetings of white supremacists. Would Chad Folks and Brandon Basham have fallen into that category? It's possible, but there's absolutely no way of knowing that for sure. Yeah, there's no credible proof. But if you look at the way that Matt Rawlings kind of described Chad as he was like, he had that low IQ. So maybe he was easily persuaded into doing something like this. And maybe he did put trust in this woman. It's hard to say. Matt never made mention to any of this at all whatsoever in our interview with him. It was a cut and dry case to the evidence that they had. And this is the first time we're hearing about this kind of thing because of Jimmy Heisel. So he's making reference to also to this piece of paper that he could wipe his ass with and get a paper cut on. And we're assuming that this is the letter that, you know, the charge that was given to him because of the abuse that he was, you know, abusing his wife and that he was not supposed to be anywhere near her. So that's what he's referring to in here. And I I know this is long and drawn out, but I mean, this video is entertaining and it's full of information. It's full of things that you would just never think that had anything to do with this case. So let's continue listening. Swear. 
Not one little bit of this is exaggerated. You know? Like uh, the first guy that got killed. There was a tree trimmer come in. He cut, and, and I ain't gonna mention no names, because I don't want him to run out of state and be all scared to death, but he's under investigation. Let's bet your ass on that. There's a lot of stuff that's gonna come out. And when it comes out, all it takes is one little piece. No bigger than a sand granule. If it's fucking human, I don't have to explain a goddamn thing, people. She does. She's got to explain all that shit why she told me that, which proves that she knew all them bodies was there. She told me to burn the fire hot, less evidence. I thought it was the weirdest fucking joke I ever heard. You know, because you can't melt a Harley Davidson motor down. That's what I thought. I thought it was some stolen property. I had no fucking clue, people. I really had no fucking clue. I had no fucking clue. And when she said Samantha Burns is right there, and she pointed her fingers right over there, I about had a heart attack. But I kind of took a deep breath, and I said, well, that ain't nothing. People die every day. And she's like, that's not it. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, there's more. There's three more. She told me there's four fucking people in that fucking hole. And I'm not exaggerating. You know, you can ask me questions and questions and questions and questions. The facts are the fucking facts. And the facts are the fucking facts. Period. And if you think the conversation didn't take place, please. Somebody, whoever don't think they took place, chime up. And I'll guarantee you, somebody's got a video to prove it. Because I deleted all of them because of the disrespect. But I'll guarantee you, somebody saved that shit because they know it's fucking real. And they, know, they, they believe every damn word I'm saying because it's the fucking truth. And I'm not fucking going to exaggerate. Now, I don't know what kind of army I got out there now, but I hear I got a bunch of troll hunters. And when it comes right down to it, they'll fucking shoot themselves in the foot. Because I ain't going to delete none of them. I want, I want every opinion. I want every opinion. I don't give a fuck if it's negative or not. I want them all. It's not for my personal use. It's somebody might fucking know something. That's what it's all about. Somebody might know something. And the only way you're going to find out anything is to dig. Dig and dig. Don't fucking stop digging. Dig. If the cops stop, keep digging. It could be in their personal information. It could be on the internet. It could be anywhere. But not on the property and shit like that, according to whatever their fucking sheriff's all saying. But I, as long as I'm legally married to that woman, I can invite any motherfucker I want to that goddamn property at any fucking time. As many of them. As dig as deep as fucking hole they want. For one day. I even told the fucking sheriff he's more than welcome to come. He fucking deleted my comment. He didn't want no part of that fucking conversation. Because I fucking immediately went fucking right here. You know me, people. I ain't going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to bring it straight to you. They want to cover this story up. I don't want to cover the story up. I want to bring it out to light. It's been way too long for these people. The family needs answers. You know, how the hell can you go on a, uh, an investigating something that happened? 15 years ago, if you're sitting behind a fucking desk with your feet up on that motherfucker and jelly donut fucking crap all over your fucking chest, you ain't investigating nothing. Only thing you're investigating is the next discount on a fucking box of donuts. You cocksuckers, get off your fucking ass. Do your fucking job, you fucking cops. And yeah, you fucking sheriff down there in Chesapeake, suck a dick. 
you motherfucker. You think you're fucking slick? The fucking FBI will see your fucking text also, or you've been fucking texting Becky and warning her and telling her to get her fucking shit in order because the FBI is coming, all the paperwork's on the desk. How do I know that? I seen the fucking text too. She read it to me. Wow, Annie, this this uh this just gets better and better, doesn't it? He said it. He said in one of the videos that you all think that this is funny and entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining at the least bit because he's everywhere. It's sporadic. And he has such contempt for the law at this point. He still fully believes that there's some type of conspiracy going on in Chesapeake and Huntington. And whether he's right or wrong in that, I have no idea. That's not for me to say. But apparently now he's going to start throwing some uh, pretty harsh accusations out towards some specific people he names the, you know, chief of police in Chesapeake. I don't remember who that was at the time. But people, he says, are now warning uh, Rebecca to basically take off. And in this previous conversation, he's talked about her leaving to go to Georgia. Could there be some truth to that? Who knows? Yeah, he's calling everybody out in this. And uh, we're going to get to the end of this. There's about five minutes left. And man, like he... He just he goes on a tirade and he he just he just can't stop himself because he seriously believes something is going on. And then she made a little smart ass remark says, Yeah, I got friends everywhere. They let me know everything. I'm fucking sure they do, bitch. I'm fucking sure they do. She's also got killers out there that'll kill for her. And that's no bullshit. I've got this paper here. And the way it's wrote out is the lamest fucking excuse for a fucking woman that says she's scared that I've ever heard. There ain't one goddamn thing in there true other than, yeah, we drank that night, but when she told me a story, we wasn't drinking. I was sober the next day, drank a cup of coffee on porch. And uh, the time when we got together, that's right. And the one dark secret, that's right. Now, what she said she told me, that's a total fucking lie. Every fucking bit after that, that's bullshit. Now, I did break Diane Harless's jaw. You know, I walked in and found about five dicks up in her, and I fucking went off. I'm sorry. You know, she's supposed to be a loyal fucking soldier and goddamn, you know, with me. I'm in there tattooing a motherfucker, and everybody starts disappearing. I'm like, what the fuck? I had to go outside and take a piss. We was all drinking. I'm like, where'd everybody go? I'll go into this fucking room, and... There's a fucking choo-choo train going. No, fuck. I went the immortal fucking ape shit off on everybody. And I whooped her ass, too. I won't lie. I whooped her ass, too. I called the law on myself that night. I said, you need to come down here and get these son of bitches, or I'm going to fucking bring them to you. I already had them tied up with a fucking extension cord, beat unconscious, and about ready to tie them to the bumper of my truck and drag them to the fucking police station. Well, they put me in jail. I got five goddamn malicious woundings that night. I'm not ashamed of it. I'd do it again. Any woman that's with me, if she ain't fucking loyal to me, I don't want her. Period. And I walk in there and find fucking five peckers up in her? Yeah. That's the end of that shit. Period. So, yeah, I did break her jaw. I won't deny none of that. But anyway, I'm going to let everybody else... Now, it says I became very erratic. Oh, yeah, I was very erratic. When you hear something like this, you get very fucking erratic. Especially when you're sitting there thinking that you're with an angel. Come find out she's a devil fucking in disguise. I wish I could read all this out loud because I can't even see the fucking words hardly. But anyway, she said I shot a handgun in the air twice and it intimidated her. Alright, let me explain that. We were sitting on the porch drinking beer. 
She walked in the house. She says, you want a couple more? She says, you want another beer? I said, yeah. So she come out the door with two more beers. I pulled the Derringer out of my pocket. Boom, boom. Shot it down in the goddamn ground right there in front of the porch. Boom, boom. Because we, I mean, we sitting on the porch watching the fucking fireworks. She's like, oh, damn, you scared shit out of me. Grabs her fucking chest and sits down. She says, you could have warned me. And then I said, well, grab me a couple more bullets. So she went out there. She got a couple more bullets. I took them and reloaded a gun, stuck it over there, and I kept it beside of me. I'm not going to lie. I kept it beside of me. Ever since she told me that fucking story, I kept it beside of me because I didn't trust her. There wasn't no fucking way I was about to trust that woman, especially on 4th of July. You know, she had a gun. I had a gun. Both guns was hers. I bought her the Derringer, but I took it back for my own safety. I bought that gun for her. Paid 250 bucks for it. But when my life became in danger... I'd done a little confiscating. I said, I'm taking this motherfucker. Before you take my fucking life, I'm going to fucking fight your ass because you even act like you're coming at me with a fucking gun. I'd rather get caught with a gun than without a gun. Because this motherfucker wants to act like some dumbass, I'll put her in the same fucking hole she put everybody else in. But I'm not like that. I just went to the fucking cops. I went straight to the fucking cops. I even told him, yeah, I'm carrying a gun. and I didn't have it on me at the time, but I told him, I said, this shit's got me scared to death. I said, I'm scared enough to carry a fucking gun. I don't, I don't carry guns. Everybody that knows me knows I don't fuck with guns or nothing like that. You know, I've, I've been hunting with muzzle loaders, this, that, compound bows and everything, but let's get fucking real, man. This ain't no fucking joke. I mean, everything I've told you has been the truth. Every fact I'm telling you will come out. And there's some definitely professional diggers on here. They like digging up shit on people just to start shit on the internet. But if y'all put them fucking skills to use, y'all can really do some really good work for somebody out there. I'm dead serious. You can really do some good work. You know, you can bring closure to a lot of these families. All you got to do is dig. 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 Period. Dig. Dig up every fucking thing they've ever texted. Dig up every fucking thing that they've ever fucking... Dig it. Just dig it. Because the truth lays in there somewhere. Period. Now, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my life from here on out, but I'll tell you right fucking now. I'm not going to fucking hang myself. I'm not going to shoot myself. I'm not suicidal. It might come off like I am sometimes. Because I'm dealing with emotional issues. But I, I love me. I love me so much I have an affair with myself every now and then. I'm shaking so bad I can't even piss because I feel like I'm going to beat off. I'm being honest with you. But anyway, I'm going to hop off here. I'm going to take some goddamn pictures. And uh, I'll let you all be the judge of this fucking subpoena. See if it's worth the fucking paper that it's wrote on. And then let you all sit back and soak this shit in. Because I guarantee tell you, you'll never grasp what the fuck is right here. I'd give anything if I could put it all on this Facebook and then it'd be in your head. But... You'd have to be there. You'd have to hold the bone in your hand. You'd have to know the six months of the fucking head games and this and that. And then whenever she told me that, everything just clicked. You know, it that quick. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm mean motherfucker. I ain't even kidding. But anyway, I'm going to get off here. And uh, This is Jimmy Heisel. I'm setting the fucking record straight, motherfuckers. So he finally revealed the real Jimmy Heisel right there. The last five minutes of the video, he breaks a woman's jaw and, uh, yeah, he chose his true colors right then and there. So I want to know, Annie, what are your final thoughts about Jimmy Heisel and his whole involvement 
in this missing Samantha Burns case. There are a couple of comments that we chose to delete out of that conversation because Jimmy Heisel goes into detail about finding his... Graphic detail. Yeah, graphic detail about finding Rebecca, having an affair with another woman, and then he beats her severely. He talks about his arrest history for beating the men that he found her with. So it's obvious that Jimmy Heisel is no angel himself. How do I feel about what he had to say about Samantha Burns? When all is said and done, I think originally maybe he thought that his wife really did have something to do with it. But I think as time went on and he gained attention from this and money from this as well, I think he chose to take this story in an entirely different direction because he thought he had something to gain from it. Not only that, he's airing all his personal problems too, his marital problems, He's adding all that into the mix, and it just leads to a big pile of, what are you talking about? It turns into a big pile of nothing towards the end. He talks nothing about Samantha again after the one conversation that they had about his wife meeting Chad and Brandon on German Ridge Road. So he says very little of anything that has any substance during any of these videos. It's basically just one man's claims. But again, this was 2017. No one had searched for Samantha's remains in years. And the one thing that these Facebook videos did was bring Samantha's case back to light. And officers had the responsibility to go out and search for her remains again. And he he did teach us one important lesson. If you are interested in any of this stuff, being a web sleuth, The best thing you can do is dig. And if we've learned anything from Jimmy Heisel, it's dig. Once again, thank you for listening to Serial Spirits, the podcast. Check us out weekly on Paranormal Warehouse at ParanormalWarehouse.com, on iTunes at Serial Spirits, and on SoundCloud. Please rate and review the show. Follow us on all your social media apps. Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Serial Spirits, on Twitter at Serial Spirits, and on Instagram. Until next time, be aware and be safe.